What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just remind that you can listen to Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere that you get your podcast. All right, so let me just say this. So Kalia Mack got traded to the Chargers yesterday. And it's interesting um, because the Chargers already have a really, really good edge rusher in Joey Boza, right? But they said, you know what? We <laughs> The gauntlet in the AFC and the gauntlet that is our division now with Russell Wilson, let's get another edge rusher. Let's get another piece. And I talked about this yesterday with the draft. The ability to have a player on your team, whether he actually, whether that player in the game actually lives up to the stats that they put out, and and you'll understand what I mean by this in a second, or the team just thinks that they do. The ability to have a player on your team that the opposing team has to game plan for, double, put a safety back for, uh, do something like that. The ability to have someone like that on your team is huge. And here's why the Cleo Mack thing is so huge. Because before, as good as Joey Boza is, teams could just kind of be like, oh, you know, we can double him. But now you can't double him because you got Cleo Mack on the other side. And by the way, it's no coincidence that this happened two days after the Russell Wilson trade. And uh, look, they're looking in their division now. And uh, and they're like, you know what? We, 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 let's get another edge rusher. Because I, I, I've been seeing this a lot lately. And, and by the way, I did this in my mock draft. And I'm not even saying it's wrong. But I've been seeing now... At least in my opinion, people are talking about teams in the AFC uh, in that division. Teams talk about teams in that division, looking at corners, looking at maybe uh, you know uh, Sauce Gardner uh, from Cincinnati, who was my favorite corner of the draft. Uh, you know, someone of that nature, a defensive back, a corner, uh, Kyle Hamilton, and those guys are all great. It's good to have great players in your back end. And a big part of it is because the division and the weapons, the quarterbacks are in that division, right? But here's the other part of it. And this is what I said yesterday. Oftentimes, your best secondary on our defense is a good front seven. It's a good edge rusher. Edge rushers are the ultimate band-aid on a bad defense. It completely limits the time the quarterback hit. Now, would you like to have good defensive backs? Absolutely. Do the Chargers have good defensive backs? I think so. I, I I think they have a good defensive back. I think they have a good secondary, but once again, the you, you know you heard that you hear the term. Uh, you sometimes you hear the term coverage sex, uh, and, and typically what that is is when the secondary you know covers the receivers so long so well that it gives the defensive line time to get to the quarterback. Well, in this case, it's the complete opposite. The, the it doesn't matter who you have playing in the secondary because whoever you're playing, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, or Derek Carr, is not going to have time to throw. I mean, they are just not going to have time to sit there and scan the field and throw the ball because you got Khalil Mack and you got Joey Boza. The investment, it's funny, 
you're going to see in this division, I bet, come draft season, free agency uh, coming up, you're going to see a lot of you're going to see a lot of these teams in this division go after an edge rusher, and they're not all going to be Khalil Mack level because let's be honest, there aren't many Khalil Macks walking around. But I would not be surprised if you see. Uh, by the way, Max Crosby's in that division, but I would not be surprised if you see someone uh, like a Kansas City try to move up and get someone like an Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, see if they can trade up to get that position. I'm not saying they will, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see uh, Denver try to trade up and get an edge rusher. They got Bradley Chubb, by the way. But it's we were talking about the NFC West was the best conference, and and within the matter of within a matter of days. By the way, take another star away from the NFC add it to the AFC, and in specific, <laughs> and in specific, you can add to the AFC East. But it's crazy. Uh, the, the, there's a lot to unpack with this thing, but you're gonna. But this is a move that I'm sure other teams in the division want to make, and this is a move that you're gonna see a lot of people start making, which is let's try to get an edge rusher. Let's try to get someone to put pressure. Let's try to get a D. Let's try to get a defensive back, because uh, the Broncos got Bradley Chubb. But but if, if you're looking at the Chargers next year, I man, it, it is so hard to look at this division and point out a clear favor. The Chargers now have arguably the two best pass rushers. Although Bradley Chubb is very good and Max Crosby is very good, but. It's hard to point out the clear favorite. All of them have the quarterback position checked. All of them have the edge rusher position checked. Uh, you could probably make an argument Kansas City has the best coach. But all of them have the weapon checked. And by the way, the Rams are probably going to go after... Uh, not Sorry, not the Rams. The Chargers. They're probably going to go after a weapon in this year's draft. So, you're going to... This division... Um, now, not that it wasn't before with Russell Wilson, but it's hands down the best division. Like, like it's not e- like it's not even close, and that's crazy because just last year you, we were saying that with the NFC West, and it's not like the NFC West lost a whole lot. But when you lose Russell Wilson, and and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit, teams are interested in trading. Colts are interested in trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. We're talking about that means, but it, it's 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 wild. To think about that these that that these highly profiled talented players now um are just all going this division it's like there's building a super league and by the way let's talk about I, the other thing i want to talk about is just you're seeing this now with teams and that they're realizing that this period right here um i, I look, just for example look at your past two super bowl winners Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Los Angeles Rams. When was their season one? It wasn't even one on the football field. It uh, let me put it this way: How was their team built? It wasn't built through the draft. It, it coaching and scheming is all important, but where did they get the meat of those players at? Where did they get their studs at? Where did the Bucks get Tom Brady at? through signing, through trades. You're seeing this more and more, and it's fun to watch. I tell you as someone who does a podcast about the about sports, it's it certainly helps me out a lot, gives me a lot to talk about. 
But it's it's interesting. It's engaging. And this is what the NFL had truly mastered is the fact that they're keeping fans engaged all year. Look, you guys know I'm a college football guy over any other sport guy. Like, college football is my favorite sport. But can we be honest? Have we talked? I, I haven't talked a whole lot about college football ever since the national championship and ever since some of those big coaching changes happened. It, 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 it you know, it just hasn't really kind of fizzled out. And by the way, this is this is by far what the NFL has over every other single league, including college football, which I like better, but I, I got to give the NFL its props here, which is the fact that watch college basketball, okay? During the tournament, and I'll, and we're all going to watch, I, I mean, if you're a sports fan, you're probably going to watch the tournament, right? But mm, a month out from the tournament, you, you kind of stop, talk, stop talking about it, right? It's kind of irrelevant. Uh, NBA playoffs, NBA will be super relevant during the playoffs, Eh, watch a month out from it. it you know, it, it it does. It's not even going to be that big a deal. And so the NFL has truly mastered this staying relevant all year. Here we are, two months out from the Super Bowl, and all that's ha- the news. I mean, think about it this way. Right now, conference championship tournaments are going on in college basketball, and and final, um. Regular season runs to make the playoffs are going on in the final few weeks of basketball. And what is overtaking every news feed in in the sports world? It's the NFL. And so the NFL has truly mastered this ability to stay relevant, stay relevant all year round. And the beauty of the NFL is... First of all, they added extra games. So you're talking. So so sports shows everywhere are talking about the NFL for 17 weeks during the regular season. Then you talk about them even more during the playoffs. You talk about them every week going up to the playoffs. Okay, so so there's an extra about month. Then the Super Bowl, like that whole count. You you have like a whole countdown week starting on the Monday before the Super Bowl. You know, sports shows go out to the location of the Super Bowl, most of them, uh, and they talk about the Super Bowl leading up to the entire week of the Super Bowl, and then the day before, and then the day of, there's like a 12-hour countdown to the Super Bowl, and then the halftime show, and then the Super Bowl champion gets crowned, everyone watches it, the Monday after the Super Bowl, everyone goes into work, they talk about, you know, what happened, they talk about the game, and then... And then people stop talking about it for about a week or two, but then coaching coaching uh, changes take place, coach uh, firings and coach hirings take place, in about a week or two right after the Super Bowl, and then give it, and then and then people may start talking about scouting for this player, this player, and then the combine happens, makes it relevant again, and then after the combine happens. Uh, this trade happens, then free agency, and then a couple more weeks go by, and then the draft happens. So the NFL has, has has really, they know how to space it out, they know how to keep it up, and they know how to keep up their off-season news bigger than other sports playoffs and bigger than other sports championships, and it, it, that's crazy to me. Um, 
So hats off to the NFL for mastering that. Now, uh, back to the Cleo Mack thing. It's a huge deal. I, I, if I, I, I don't even know who I would pick. I, I'd have to really go through those rosters, look at the rosters, look at who's returning way to the end of free agency. But man, it's gonna be crazy. It, it is gonna be a crazy year next year in that division. And by the way, you can real see. It's hard to say that because the AFC is just so stacked. Even without those four teams, obviously those four teams are just mon- are just are full with talent. But the AFC is stacked even without those teams. But uh, look, it, it, you can realistically look at those four teams and say, you know what, I can see them in the playoffs next year. It, and it would be interesting to watch. It'd be crazy. All right. Uh, next up, Jimmy Garoppolo rumors are swirling. Uh. According to Ian Rapport, several teams are in the mix, and the Colts are one of those teams really interested in him. So, uh, let me go here with this. Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, see, I, I the thing with Jimmy Garoppolo is this, obviously, as you guys know, is the fact that in, at least in my opinion, he's extremely talented. I really like him. If I was the 49ers, I wouldn't get rid of him. The overwhelming issue with him that appears to be too often sometimes is the injuries. And, you know, and, and this is what, I, is what I realized. Is that there are a lot of quarterbacks out there who can check Every box that you need them check. And I, I talked about Carson Wentz yesterday. And, and to me, Jimmy Garoppolo kind of falls in this category. It's not, he's not super mobile. He's got a big arm. But he can play the position extremely well. And to me, him and Carson Wentz kind of fall in this category. Is that they're talented. They can play a position well. They can check pretty much all the boxes. I've seen them play at high levels before. But... They do come with, they both have one problem. And there's no such thing as the perfect quarterback, but they both have one problem that you have to be willing to deal with. And I, and I, and I, and if you listen to my yesterday's podcast, I defended Carson once. And, and I, and I, and I'm not trying to just say he's a bad quarterback. And the same with Jimmy Garoppolo, but Jimmy Garoppolo is the injuries. Carson Wentz is the recklessness. And, and the reason why I'm bringing up Carson Wentz is because the Colts, just bailed on Carson Wentz, someone who, similar to Jimmy Garoppolo, checks all the boxes except for the fact that he's too reckless with the football. Now, granted, Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion, isn't reckless with the football, but once again, he checks all the boxes except for he gets injured. So let me ask you a question. Um, If you're a Colts fan and... uh, or how do you feel if you got through seven weeks of the season, and let's say your record was oh five and two, and and I could realistically see that with Jimmy Garoppolo, five and two, pretty good record, right? But let's uh, just say for a second that uh, during the eighth game of the season, you start off five and two, looking good. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. What happens now? 
because it's a realistic possibility are the uh, as a Colts uh, you know as the Colts is the Colts front office is going to bail on him again are, are they going to bail on their next quarterback the, and here's the thing with the Colts they got and I'm not saying they're even going to do this but if they bail on Carson Wentz they can certainly bail on Jim Garoppolo the Colts are looking for a magical quarterback in my opinion they're looking for a quarterback that doesn't get hurt. Not even doesn't get hurt. They're looking for the perfect quarterback. They're looking for a quarterback with no issues or no problems. And the reality is every quarterback has some issues, but but the, but there's only a handful of them that you can that you can say don't really have a, a declaring uh weak like like a glaring weakness. Okay? Like there's only like probably three. Aaron Rodgers, uh Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. And and even those guys have issues on the field because there's no such thing as the perfect quarterback. And I think the Colts are looking for the perfect quarterback, and they're not going to find it. And so is Jimmy Garoppolo a great quarterback? Yes. Do I think it's a bad move to go after him? No. But if I'm the Colts, you gotta you better be careful. Don't fall in to the Carson Wentz trap again. In the sense that you're going to draft him, and you're going to say to yourself, oh, I think I not draft him, get, trade for him. You're gonna say to yourself, "Oh, I think I think I could work that out." You thought you could work out Carson Wentz's struggles on the field, and you think they're gonna be able to work out Jimmy Garoppolo's injury proneness. This isn't even this is not me taking a shot at Jimmy Garoppolo or Carson Wentz because I think those are both great quarterbacks, and and I I'd be glad to have them as a quarterback for my team. But the point is, if you're looking for <laughs> You know, a quarterback with no baggage, or, or not even baggage, but if you're looking for a quarterback with no problems whatsoever, you're going to have to keep looking because every quarterback's got issues. Now, talk about what this means for the 49ers for a second. You know, the 49ers have been this crazy team the past couple of years in the sense that Their only bad season, the COVID year, in the past like three years, came from them just absolutely being destroyed by injuries to the team. Right? But, you know, you, you Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. He's very good, very talented. But the thing that's funny about this whole thing is the fact that He's got a quarterback who two out of the last three years, A, has taken him to a Super Bowl, and B, has taken him to an NFC Championship, which, by the way, they led the NFC Championship by 10 points against the Super Bowl champions. And it's just hard to beat a team that many times in a season. It just really is. It, when you play a team that much and you, they know you so well and you know them so well, it's hard to beat a team that much. And they almost did it again. And so, and I haven't seen Trey Lance really play, so I can't make a statement on that. But this idea that that the 49ers are looking to bail on Jim Garoppolo and appears that they are, they're going to move on to Trey Lance, it's crazy to me. Why move on from a guy that's done that for your franchise? This is not a situation where you carry, where, where you carry Jimmy Garoppolo. There are many games where there's two minutes left on the clock and the game rested in the hands of Jimmy Garoppolo. And he won it for you. I mean, he's 
I'm, I'm just for instance. What about the last game of the regular season against the Rams? You were down 17, I believe, at halftime. 17-3, maybe. What about that game when there was, like, no time left on the clock and Jimmy Garoppolo led you down to a game-winning drive and touchdown? When you need Jimmy Garoppolo the most, he is there. Two minutes left in the game, he's one of the best quarterbacks there is in the NFL. He is so calm and so collected. Almost every time you need him, he's there. And look, there's nothing against Trey Lance, and I know you trade up the number three overall pick to get him, but I think if you're the 49ers, you got to think about this for a second. What is the gap between... Your quarterback play now with Jimmy Garoppolo and the quarterback play that you believe you're going to have with Trey Lance. Does Trey Lance have the higher ceiling? Yes. Does he have a bigger arm, more mobile? Yes. But is he as game as Jimmy Garoppolo? And that's the decision that the 49ers are going to have to make because there's because Kyle Shannon and them, they're the ones that see him in practice. They're the ones that see him play. All of that. But this idea that that Jimmy Garoppolo that they're just going to let him go is absolutely crazy to me. I, I Personally, I would not let Jimmy Garoppolo go. I just think it's too... I, I think it, I think he's put, um, put up too much for the team. You've trusted him with minutes left in the game to win you games, and he's, and he's won it for you. So, look, move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, but I would think hard and long before moving on from him because he has given your team a lot. And by the way, you can see that his team clearly backs him up. The players clearly back him up, defending him on Twitter, defending him to the media, whatever it is, they defend him. So players rallying around him. He's got a good connection. Personally, I'd keep Jimmy Garoppolo, but if they want to move on from him, they're going to move on from him. And maybe we'll go to the Colts. But also, if you're looking at the other mix of teams that are in on him, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, potentially some, some other teams that were in on him, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else gets Jimmy Garoppolo other than the Colts. Because let's not forget that there are other teams that still kind of need a quarterback, and they're kind of looking at Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're like, you know what? He's done a lot. He's got a his, his resume is outstanding. And maybe who knows? Jimmy Garoppolo won't get hurt as much if he's not in a division with with all those good edge rushers, with all those talented players. You know, it, it, not that the not that divisions are that are that huge of a difference in the NFL, but look, let's just let's just be honest about this. If he's not going to go to the division where he doesn't have to face Aaron Donald twice a year and Nick Bosa twice a year and J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones twice a year, maybe, in this case, Aaron Donald like three times last year, who knows? Maybe he will be preserved a little better. Who Maybe he won't get hurt so much. So it will be interesting to see. We still don't know what's going on with the Kyler Murray thing. Um... And we'll have to see some of the other teams that are interested in him. By the way, apparently most of the teams that are interested in Bobby Wagner, or at least have interest in him, are other NFC West teams. And just saying, the Cardinals released a linebacker the other day. So, um, would I be surprised at all if the Cardinals go after Bobby Wagner? No, it would make total sense. First of all, we talk about fronts in the NFL. 
that's another pretty stacked front right there. The Cardinals now have Bobby Wagner. They now have J.J. Watt, and I believe they'll be able to keep Chandler Jones. I think they'll be able to keep Chandler Jones, meaning it's a pretty stacked front right there. If Kyler Murray can come back and this team can gel and you can preserve Kyler Murray for a little bit longer, I'm mock draft yesterday, I'm taking a tackle to protect him. That team's going to give people headaches to deal with. So this could be a very competitive, fun year next year in the NFL. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. I hope you have an awesome day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Red Zone Radio. And before you go, appreciate it if you are still listening. Before you go, I would just like to read you uh, a bio verse here from Luke 9, verse 23. Uh, this is Jesus talking, and it says, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. This is the important verse here. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and he himself is destroyed or lost? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words of him, the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and his father's and of the holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. All right. Um, so what Jesus was saying there was, look, this whole world, you know, people go after, people go after money, um, anything to, to give them some sort of temporarily temporary pleasure or fulfillment. People go after a lot of stuff, right? And and there's nothing wrong with 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 trying to make money or anything like that. But but the point of what Jesus is saying here is look do not do not value those things over your own soul. You gotta value your own soul. Do, do, don't go, don't chase your whole life after money and, and sex and drugs and alcohol that you're all going to leave behind anyway. That's what he's saying. He said, look, what profit is it to you to go after all that when, when you breathe your last breath? It's all going to be gone anyway. You know the saying, you, you can't take a U-Haul with you. Well, you really can't. You can't take anything with you but your soul. And the way to value your soul is to think about where it's going. And the way to think about where it's going is to think about your relationship with Jesus. And think about Him as the Lord. And and the beautiful part of this is, look, many people think you go to heaven from being a good person or whatever, but the truth is we're all bad. We've all done bad things. You can't erase them. Okay? Even if you move forward from them, you've had those recorded in your past. Right? But here's the good news. There is someone who can... Blot out your transgressions. There is something that can do that, and that's the cross. That is Jesus died on the cross for your sins and for mine. And if you make him your Lord and you put your trust in him, listen, you will see works of it, but to be born again is to trust in Jesus as your Savior, as your Savior, and to, and to really truly ask him, you know, 
um, and to really truly find out the plan that he has for your life and follow him daily. What does he mean by take up and deny yourself? Deny yourself. Desi- deny yourself of the desires that you want. Deny yourself of, of the love and greed that's in your heart. Deny yourself of, of sexual sinful pleasure. God can give you money and, and you can have and you can have sex and 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 all that, but you have to do it in the windows of what God allows you to do it in. And for example, sex is between a man and a woman that are married. That those are the those are the windows that God gives you to stay in. If you follow Jesus, he'll help you with that. You say, Oh, I'm I'm a drug I'm I'm addicted to alcohol, I'm I'm a drug addict, I I I I I I love sex too much or whatever. Jesus will help you with that. But you gotta ask him for it. You 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 gotta desire to not want it. And Jesus will give you a new heart and a new mind and and it'll, it'll change your desires to things that are holy in him because he can make you just in the sight of God so that you can spend eternity have everlasting life. And Jesus can help you with that. But you have to ask him. You you have to talk to him. You have to have a relationship with him. And the way you have a relationship with him is by talking to him. By listening through and through his word, which is the Bible. And that's in you know that Bible came, that story I just read came right out of the Bible. That's what Jesus said. Deny yourself daily and come after me for what shall profit in Matthew he says, For what shall profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his own so and and I think you all know sitting here, if you're listening to this, I I do still appreciate. It, but if you're sitting here and listening to this, you're like, you know, this world is it's temporary. This life is temporary, and we all know it. No sense in hiding from it. No sense in running from it. You want some help? You want someone to reach down and and help you out of your state you're in? Jesus will help you. But you got to put trust in Him. You got to trust Him. And he will help you. He'll reach down and grab you. Alright, if you are still listening, I do appreciate it. One more thing, if you would just allow me to say a prayer for you. Dear Father, I ask that you touch whoever uh, is listening to this with your hand. I ask that you that you watch over them. You touch their heart. And you allow them to seek you. Thank you, Father, for all that you do for us. Please help this person, despite what the cause is, know that you will not deny them if they come to you. Jesus name, amen. If you are still listening, I do appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Red Zone Radio. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio. God bless.